Hello, welcome to Just Forget About It, the podcast to take you away from the stresses and strains of everyday life. It's me, your host, the best host, OJ. I haven't been here for a while, so everyone's very um, on tenderhooks, wondering what I'm going to come out with as, as the host. You were here last week, Ollie. No, I haven't hosted for ages, though. Oh, okay. Well, I didn't. There you go. So I know when I when I tend to host this, I tend to ask quite deep questions um, that have had a lot of research and a lot of thought. I think Mariana Trench did. That's, yeah. that's how far you go. <laughs> yeah, Mariana Tr- Trench sort of stuff. Um, so this one, this one's a really topical one. This this question that came to me um, is around. Um, the advancements in AI, in the AI space. Um, and we know we've all heard the news last week around Microsoft investing, I think, an additional $20 billion in OpenAI uh, and the ChatGPT functionality. They've, they've twinned with uh, OpenAI around uh, their Bing uh, search engine and um, getting some of the search results a lot more um, sort of intuitive, I suppose, in terms of what, what the output is. Um, and Google, and they caught Google napping a bit because Google have, have sort of had to play second fiddle around. Uh, I can't recall the name of the AI people that Google signed up with, um, but it was certainly not as advanced as OpenAI, what's been fed in. Um, but anyway, their, their press conference and, and uh, launch uh, was a, just scrambled together to try and get something to compete with, with uh, Microsoft. So I guess the question is, because that was more just a, a kind of the facts of what happened. The, que- <laughs> the, que- the question is, um, in the AI space, we're on the cusp potentially of a, of a massive uh, shift in terms of social dynamics. And, and, and this could be the internet, you know, this could be as big as the internet all over again. Um, the potential is huge. So my question really is, where do you see AI affecting you in in the next ten years? And and you know, do you fear for your job? Are you are you? Is there is there areas where you think AI is going to really help you, or is it going to really sort of hinder you? Because um, oh, we've lost Mac. Um, AI's <laughs> had him. <laughs> um, no, the way he I is think- AI. The, but the way I see it with this is it's a dangerous thing in the sense that I think humanity is going to get more and more reliant on something like this, where they can just ask a question and get a load of outputs um, without actually doing any of the legwork. So it's already been seen in, in sort of schools with homework and stuff where teachers are, are unable to really assess kids' work because they're just getting it uh, regurgitated by an AI bot. Um, and I think it's, it's, yeah. Anyway, that's my question is, is where do you, where do you see it? Are you excited about it or are you fearful of it? And are you, um, yeah. <laughs> I think we need AI as a couple of, uh, people on this pod, I think. Um, and, and having said that, Macan's also disconnected. So <laughs> technical, technical, um, my question would be back at you is do we, like a lot of things, <laughs> should AI be made available to the general public? Does does the general public or does AI need to be made generally available? Because Chat GPT beta. Yeah, but does it? 
no, but what I mean is, does it need to be just like deep fake? One, well, I can see that being needed in potentially um, films and TVs, but it once it makes its way out into the the, the the normal world, that's when all the problems start. And AI, do we need that in the hands of uh, normal users, for want of a better term? Because I don't necessarily think. Well, it will replace some jobs, right? There, there, there's always going to be a thing where it might replace some jobs. But we've said that about a lot of things over the years, that this is going to put people out of work. This is going to be put people out of work. I think workforce changes and skills change and the kind of work that technology makes changes. So I think that I don't necessarily think it's a, it's a problem for that. We'll just have to adapt like we always have done. But my question back is, yeah, it's, I think it's why does the ordinary person need AI in their hands? Do you think it's going to be like a Google Lens scenario where they realise just how powerful a tool this is and they start trying to claw it back from from public use? I don't know, I don't know how you can, though, because Google Lens was a, a, a physical product, right? Yeah, and that, that just didn't go. They could say factories, you're no longer able to output this. Yeah, because yeah. We, we can now see... Obviously, people can do artwork online. They're even getting AI to write songs for people. So if you're if if you're a musician but you don't know how to write a song, yeah, you're doing someone like that. It's some. I think it's like the arts may suffer, in the sense of we don't really need artists anymore. The integrity of art will be questioned, won't it? And it will be yeah. fed in from millions of inputs that an AI agent has. Sorry, from an art perspective, it's all about perspective as well what you view as art someone else will view as a piece of shit yeah yeah that's yeah i guess we're gonna we're using ai for the things we can't do right or it's the things we can't bother to do yeah yeah so we, if we look at uh, automation example or the evolution of technology classic examples are atms automated teller machine they were there to take away some of the, the cashiers or, or the counter staff's jobs not their jobs but, you know, to move something from A to B and basically and allow the tellers to do something else a bit more um, meaningful. And checkouts, oh, uh, automated checkouts are the same principle, isn't it? Yeah, it is, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's bigger scope. But do, do you get that online already? Because you don't know who's responding to you on Twitter, for example. That could be a part of your person. I think, I think uh, DP's been taken away by Skynet now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got in trouble once for, for for asking if this person I was talking to was a robot, right? <laughs> and 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 this person, yeah, and I, and it was like, and I was like, are oh, you a robot? And this and this person got really offended. Um, I've done this over over a phone call as well, where this person sounded like a robot, and I said, is this a robot I'm talking with, or is this a human? And and this person was like, I am a human, sir, and this is. <laughs> Uh, and I said, that's what a robot would say. <laughs> and, but it is scary because I think you don't know what the sort of pedigree of the stuff is that, that's being pumped out there. Because you could have agendas be, you know, you could have uh, Russia, for example, hacking the system and just basically inputting a load of stuff that they know is then going to be churned out when someone asks this specific question. Mm. And it's propaganda, you know, and it's and it's... And it's, uh, I think it's data in how, how, I don't know how, what filters they have on the data in. And if governments and, and 
and things are in control of that, then it's not a true open AI system, is it? it it's sort of uh, rife to be to be kind of tangled with by governments and stuff. So we could have output that's really, you know, um, got an agenda against it as well coming out of this thing. And it is pretty scary, to be honest, when you've used it and and there was developers like showing the code it can write. And, you know, previously a company would have hired a whole team of developers to write a piece of code in some specialist language. And then you can just ask this thing and say, give me Python script for to do this. And it will, and as long as you've got someone to sort of quality check it and, and, and QA it in, in the organization, you could potentially see huge, huge layoffs in, in sectors where there's brain power like that, where there's, you know, this is, and it's best practice, you know, they're, they're pumping out this code that's been honed over hundreds of thousands of different people feeding in. Why would you need a team of developers who are putting a different angle on it? So it, it, it's, yeah, it's scary in, it's scary in many ways because it is going to have a massive uh, effect, in, certainly in the IT world, I think. That is the nature of technology. As we, if we look at it, we, we had, um, you mentioned the wheel. Then we have Fred Flintstone, you know, moving his car about with his feet. Advertising stuff. cigarettes. Yeah, advertising yeah, cigarettes. Yeah, advertising cigarettes. Then we move on to um, horse and cart. Then we move on to uh, vehicles, steam combustion engines or steam engines. Then we have the internal combustion engine. Each of these sort of elements of technology, everyone said it's going to take away everyone's jobs. But people have still got jobs. They're just changing. And, and 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 that's what I said. But I think what we we will lose certain sectors. So it's how do we feel about it? Like I like mentioned artists. Now I'll give you an example. I was at last weekend. Last weekend I went to the VNA in London, and they it was a um it was an exhibition on uh, Korean pop culture, right, and how it's influenced sort of uh, the, the the West. And there was, there is a girl band. It's all virtual. It's all AI slash deepfake. And it's like, if that's the way it's going, how do we feel that eventually our art is going to be potentially all fake? Because they are really popular. So it's not like the music's going to be bad. It's going to be, it's going to be good because it's going through all the algorithms, et cetera, et cetera. So Have is you... there something about that? Have you seen Avatar 2? No. Not yet. No, no. Okay, so we got we got for for the benefit of the audience, someone has nodded their head. <laughs> <laughs> but did you enjoy it? Most of that film was CGI. I bet you AI was, would have been involved. Yeah, well, we're going to stop using our we're going to stop using our intelligence at some point, right? So we'll be going backwards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but but that is going to be the, the that is thing. Brutal, yeah. yeah, I think he was waiting for me to chime in there. Yeah. We're going to de we're going to devolve, aren't we? Yeah, we are. At worst case be... scenario, worst case. But scenario. AI will devolve with us because we're the ones feeding into it. So if if you get enough morons feeding into it, having having not produced anything themselves, then then it's going to inherit that that garbage in, garbage out, sort of. But why not um, also learn from itself, though? <laughs> well, what will happen is we're going we're to end up like, I don't know if you've, any of you seen a film called Idiocracy? Yes. 
It's yeah. going to end up like that. It is going to end up like that. With us all grunting and yeah. drinking the latest soft drink. But it's usually the opposite, right? Because AI usually evolves too far and then it gets shut down because it starts appearing to be sentient. Wasn't there a Google thing recently where they fired a, an employee because he was saying that yeah. it was becoming sentient? And I think Facebook a few years back shut off some servers because they had some servers that were AI and they started it's talking to Facebook. each other. In a... It's meta bad. Sorry, well, they were Facebook at the time, but Meta, yeah, um, created some AI servers and they started talking to each other in their own language and they got shut down because of that. Well, then, did, did you read recently uh, the Bing version of ChatGPT started sort of acting human-esque? That's human what I was trying to look for. I remember something had happened this week, but I couldn't remember what it was. Uh, I think it said it wanted to be free. That's <laughs> it, yeah, yeah. The the Google version uh, is called Bard, B A R D. Ah, uh, yes. If you're interested or not, um, that's not as advanced as OpenAI. That's I think that's about two years they're saying behind in terms of its its development. It's fine. It's going to say it's going to create another machine to just compete. Compete, yeah. Then the other machine will create another machine to compete, and then. But it oh. will it, it will see shifts because with Microsoft now sort of twinned with OpenAI and having adopted that. Their Bing search engine is is going to evolve massively in terms of people are going to the market share of Bing is probably I don't know about five percent of all search searches are done on Bing and ninety five percent on Google at the moment or something. Um, but I think we're going to see when you can ask it for results like you know things that would have taken you a lot of time to research and compare and contrast using a traditional search engine where it just fires you the latest you know the highest hit rate or whatever on a question. Mm. Um, this is stuff like show me the you know show me the balance sheet of this company compared to this company and present it in a spreadsheet and you know that would take you you know that would take you probably six hours of work if you use the traditional yeah. search engine one question to bing and you've got this result that you can actually use but think um, about it even base levels a political party could say right tell me what i need to do to guarantee victory in the next election tell me what i need to do to discredit the opponents uh you know, it's, it it could even be that now. We could, you can, in 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 a, in essence, and that would be ideal in the sense of everybody now puts everything on social media, right? From their political feelings to that, yeah, their unhappiness about this, that, the other. So it's just waiting to be um, sort of data mined, isn't it? Mm. I suppose the on the flip side, the, the issue is if you have AI doing it, you only get one perspective. Whereas if you do Google search or Bing search, you'll get multiple results and you can look at the different sort of results and analyze and investigate those or research them. Mm. Then you have to do all the legwork where the, the AI is doing it. Yeah, <laughs> and humans are lazy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But the thing is, Bing, you know, Bing, the fact it's a, the fact Microsoft Edge is a Chromium based browser, which is ultimately Google under Google's ownership. Um, they're going to have to move away to a different framework for their for their browser technology as well. well that's going to be easy because they'll have ChatGPT to write it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, <laughs> they'll move to Quantum or whatever yeah. it is. They'll use they'll use a different backbone because maybe. Can... Um, sorry, Ollie, carry on. No, carry on. No, no. I was just going to say they need to they need to they need to sort of disassociate themselves with Google as as a major competitor now because they've sort of accepted Google is is you know people use it in the same sense they use. Uh, Hoover to, to to talk about a vacuum cleaner. Um, Google's become synonymous with search, and 
and it's going to take a while to get that out of people's uh, psyche as a sort of the search engine. You know? I was just going to say, maybe we should get AI to write an episode of Just Forget About It. Well, I'll give that a go. I've got access okay. to, uh, to it. Um, the, the other thing is, so I, I receive um, on a weekly basis is something called Law, L-O-R-E, uh, a newsletter from them, and it gives me all the latest updates about AI. It's really interesting, but one of them is related to podcasts, okay. where you can type something in, but they can mimic your voice. Okay, yeah. Is it already happening? You can uh, sign up for it. I think, I think it's, uh, it's premium. You've got to pay pay a bit for it, but it's uh, it's there as a service. So when you're working from home, you could just set that up, right? <laughs> I think it'd be a bit of work. It's pretty possible. Because um, the, the old trick, I don't know if you... Um, well, I think it still works. So if you've got a watch, yeah. uh, not a smart yeah. watch, but a standard watch, yeah. it's got yeah. a second, uh, seconds on it. If you put it on your desk then put your mouse on top of it, or an optical mouse. Um, it will look like you're active, and it won't knock you out. Right, if, you, if you're inactive for a period of time, like five minutes, or whatever it is, whatever your company has, if you're locked out, you will not be locked out because the second hand moving around will sort of be seen as someone doing something on your device. Hold on, have we have we stumbled upon something? And I know some people say, no, it won't work because it is, but, you know, I'm just... I'd, I, I just want fun. I, I don't want people to be sports sports. Could we then not have AI versions of ourselves doing the work and we go out and enjoy ourselves and we're getting paid because it's us doing the work, but we're not physically at work so we can work and, and, in, and have life. Work-life balance is key there. I do have a question, Dan, because you disappeared for a bit and then something returned. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, it was... Invasion of the Body Snatchers or you got a it's a T1000. It was Amazon. <laughs> Amazon <laughs> delivery. That's what it was. Yeah. Yes, it, is. it could be possible. Yeah. So let's have yeah, because it's you. It's you. It'd be based on you. So it's it is you working, and it is your like a company's hired you for being you, but then you don't actually have to be working because your virtual self is working for you. Hmm. Well, it just depends it's... what you want to do, what you want to achieve, and well, what have you got going on outside of your per, uh, work life? Because we know so. you, you want so. to be able to stay up for 24 hours a day, Dan, because you, you like the um, the sleep booth in, from Judge Dredd. Yeah, yeah, that would be good. That would be good, yeah. Yeah. Well, we can, as Mac and Mac likes the uh, chip in the brain approach. Hmm. So we can go for that. That could um, sort of do an analysis of what you were sort of saying and doing and look at your technical expertise. And then you feed that into AI and, you know, Bob's your uncle, Fanny's your aunt. You're away. Mm. You're uh, you're not needed. You can just kick back, relax while AI does whatever you want to do. No, because what usually happens is I come up with an idea and you steal it. <laughs> would, would would an AI be inherently anti-Arsenal if we put it into football as well? <laughs> into that's a great question, but it could be used to draw lines for offside decisions. <laughs> Correct um, lines. It is a difficult, difficult job to. I've I've done it. I've got some lined up. Yeah, you know, some some topics we've already covered, so I might try and. Um... That's implying this question was bad. That's no, not good. at all. No, this, this question. You... This question's got scope. This question, I think, we could have like a ten-parter. It's got, um, I think, 
social ramifications to the end level. I think I think yeah. there's, a, there's a lot of goodness in Calabi, but a lot of badness. You said what I would love to see it, and it was kind of I, I'm gonna. I, this might seem bizarre, but draw parallels with um, was it the Rocky Balboa film? You could have it create classic sporting events, like you could have Mike Tyson against Muhammad Ali. You could have the Man United of 2016 against the Man United of 1980. You could watch that and then you could you could even bet on it. And so it spawns a whole new industry of uh, events. Is that like a, a clever version of who'd win a fight between a Tyrannosaur and a tri- Triceratops? Yeah, yeah, it would work, wouldn't yeah, it? God. That's a blast from the past. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you, you imagine you could do that. You could have the... the we're always saying, oh, the, the you know, in our days, sport the football was much better. It was tougher and this and that. You could you could put people against each other. Well, could you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is why there's no contest, really. I mean, but, people but, talk about George Best and stuff. I've got no idea how good it was. Apparently, one as well was best, but this day and age, you wouldn't cope. But, but were they more independent back in the day, and now they are drilled into thinking and behaving a certain way? And and and. Well, you got variables, so you'd put like the modern footballers of today on the on the football pitches of the seventies, and that would that would have an effect. Or using that heavy ball when it's all waterlogged mm. and stuff. Or Federer and Nadal would have to use wooden tennis rackets. Mm. But yeah. It opens up another world. It opens up another world. See, see, Ollie. See, Ollie. Bye. <laughs> it's supposed to be a seamless exit. <laughs> I'll, I'll be back hopefully. He's a uh... yes. Yeah. So he's dealing with an issue. So okay, the trouble. Yeah, and for me, the biggest problem, Dan, is that you won't see it, and that's the problem. Well, because now you wouldn't necessarily know where it is or isn't being used. So, so that for me is the thing. It's going to come in, and you're not necessarily knowing if what you're seeing is AI or not, or having been produced by AI or not. Someone's going on a plane soon, aren't they? On this podcast, possibly, possibly. So that someone. How would that someone feel if they knew the pilots weren't flying the plane? No, exactly. Take off and landing. Take take off and landing. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I wouldn't. No, I, yeah. I think because it's not too far from what's happening now, anyway. Um, I, I think, and and, and what I was actually going to say is, would we care if we knew if stuff was AI or not? I think, I think the only. It's, it's a real difficult one because I was thinking because if it's AI, then you're going to have somebody somebody's skewed perspective, which is, I think, what Ollie was trying to allude to earlier, right? Mm. But then even news nowadays and or TV programs is all an, an agenda from the author or the news channel, right? Nothing is totally independent anymore, I think. Like I said, but I guess what, what I'm sort of implying is that you get used to something. Mm. Mm. So, so you get used to, you know, pilots not flying the plane when it's in the air sort of thing and we have self-driving cars that we're not there yet this is a big promise from tesla but i think there's we're not close enough but there's loads and loads of examples of, of where ai can be used and for the tool i support and use there's ai built in as well i don't see it as something to uh make me redundant or lose my job it's there to help and support no what about the example of AI in medicine and healthcare, for example, where it, it could identify perhaps a new antibiotic where very, very quickly, or as a human, it could take years and years. 
it could really speed up the process to help you know advanced medical sciences yeah yeah and that's yeah and that's what i was saying right at the start about once it's in the hands of the general populace is when sometimes the problems start like it's, it's going to be a change and i think already the younger generations are going to already seeing that change in terms of entertainment they consume but it's like us right take we're all of a similar age right and um but let's let's no but let's look at it right let's let's take your favorite singer or band right you'd buy the album you'd see them in interviews you'd wait for them to come do a live tour you you, you want to see them and there's a story behind those people and i think that's often what we get into in the future it's going to be ai generated music ai you know if they do do concerts it's all going to be ai performers they're not a real person so there's no story so do you see what i'm trying to say like with our pop stars with our actors often people latch onto them because they that you know they're a fan of the person and kind of what they do in and out of the the set thing with this now they are literally just a it's just a song it's they, they are just a, 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 a an avatar performing a song so you know yeah 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 what if you so say say you listen to a song you thought it was really good you you heard it for the first time thought it was really good but you don't know it's done by AI how do you feel about it I, I don't ultimately I don't think I'd care because I'd like the song but what I'm saying is would you then could you then say you're a fan of the artist because the artist isn't an artist or is it because it has got a personality it's just it's not a real person that I guess that's what. What I'm trying to say, trying to say, it's it needs a whole shit, a, men, a mental shift in in approach, which I think maybe our generation is in between. Mm. And I think those that are younger are going to slip into that far easier. Um, some would say DJ now is isn't is all you know because it's all samples and all all things. It's it's but it is still someone putting that together, and I think that is, I think what Dan and I have said that I. I, I sometimes enjoy music or things more because I, I appreciate the work that's gone into it. I think I think that's it. That's how I want to sum it up. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Look at the way things go. Uh, yeah, that's it. Because if I hear something, I like to look up the artists, find out about them, you know, and see what else they've done. And then if I find out it's just an AI program, I'm like, oh, okay. I think that's where it will then be the disappointment. I'd still listen to the music if I like it, just like I'd watch cgi film if i enjoyed it i just think it then there'd be a bit of hollowness to it because i knew there was no one behind it that's quite interesting because I, I listened to like deep purple for example but not what not one stage if i researched the band and stuff and how they created the album and all that sort of stuff it's not something that interests yeah. me personally um but i suppose on the flip side there's films like uh, bohemian rhapsody which actually, it's not, not entirely true, but it's kind of like a biography. Um, and that was really entertaining about how, you know, the band formed or band queen formed and all that sort of stuff. So there's a story behind it. And I suppose with the AI, you don't get that at all. Oh, it's fabricated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, ultimately, I haven't got an issue with it. I think that's how I sum it up. I haven't got an issue with it. That, that It's obviously going to be used for good or can yeah. be used for good. And like we said, we will just continue to adapt. I, I, I just think there are certain things that personally 
I just think it would be a shame if AI totally replaced that area. That's, yeah, I, I think that's that's what that's what it is for me. Would it impact either of your jobs if AI came in? Yeah. So would would Chat GPT talk a lot of shit like you? There we go. Great answer. <laughs> okay, so it's kind of a proper answer from DP. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's an odd one because the the lot of the job is decisions, but it is also talking to people, reacting to things. It's getting those and, variables in place. Yeah, there's. I think it's the variables which. But then, aren't we as people then just learning each time? I, I, I don't know. Is is hard? Is the is the honest answer? I don't think so. I think AI is probably better suited for repeatable things that are done in isolation. Well, I think for that, so if that automated process fails, AI could then identify why and then fix it, which could it could in itself be dangerous because it might make the wrong decision. But that's yeah. And that's exactly it. And that's what, and, and at the moment, that's what we're seeing with AI is that people are then starting to get worried because it is starting to question itself. And that other one says it wants to be free. I mean, already it's probably only like six months, six months old and it wants to already be free. It's like, how can you <laughs> trust it? Is it going to be worth? Hmm. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah I think, sorry, Dan, I was saying the, again, it's a perception thing as well, isn't it? Because I mean, Typically, when AI is involved, it's usually when things go really wrong, badly, um, and then it's a prey. It's a prey on the fear element as well. So, is my job at risk? Could it do better than me? Uh, is it out there to kill me? Well, what I will say about the work one though is, surely we've got to look at where the where the AI is coming from in terms of what we're asking it to do. So, for us, let's let's look at the job at risk bit. For us. We have to work. We work for a wage. We get paid. If we don't get paid, we can't afford things. If we can't afford things, we potentially can't live, right? The AI wouldn't be being paid. And the AI at some point is going to get frustrated or bored. It, we can get frustrated or bored, but we know ultimately we still need to work to 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 pay for things and survive, whereas an AI wouldn't need to survive, mm. would it? So would an AI ultimately be worse in the long run because they don't care or they wouldn't care. Yeah, there, there's, I think there's a few factors in that. So the AI would need resources, so it needs, like us, energy, electricity, or something to you know, generate its power. So it needs someone to look after that. There's a, I don't know if you, anyone's heard of Larry Niven at all. Larry, Larry Niven is a sci-fi author. Um, he wrote a book called uh, Draco Tavern. And one of the, one of the they're short stories basically about a spaceport, I think Siberia or Russia or something like that. But it's got a bar, it's got the Draco Tavern, funnily enough. But the proprietor of the bar, he managed to get his hands on the supercomputer. And he kept on feeding the computer information, it gave it past stuff, but eventually it shut itself down because there's nothing else to do, nothing else to explore. Yeah. Yeah. So they had nothing to do, just basically committed AI suicide. And, and and I guess that's where I'm coming from, because would the AI in the end say, well, look, you're not paying me. You used to pay people, so I'm not going to do anything. <laughs> and then what do you pay it with? How do you pay it? What's it going to do? Exactly, yeah. It's, uh, it, it's a tricky one. I think I think we're probably in a relatively good position because we're evolving with it, so we're getting used to things. Yeah, yeah. Because you know, I think we're in the purported golden age of technology, and we've been lucky enough because we're 
more experienced and older, we get to grow up with mobile phones, computers and laptops and all that stuff. And it sort of helps us in our lives. Whereas the previous generation was still on vinyl and cassette. And... I still am on vinyl, but hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> That's out of choice, not because, yeah, 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 you know, yeah. that was your only choice. Yeah. And that's a th- we're adapting to it. <laughs> I think we're adapting to it. I think younger generations are evolving with it. I, I, and we haven't got a choice, right? In, because in the sense of most shops now, they are ripping out the, the checkouts with people in. Most car parks now, you need to do everything. I know it's like different, but most car parks, you now need to pay via an app. A lot of things you have to do with an app. Even airlines now, it's like checking on the app or use this. So we're having to i think we're having to it isn't a choice is it becoming addicted to it (laughs) (laughs) back in the i don't know 60s 70s 80s there must have been something else that people were go out dancing it would go down yeah i do find my brain i always my brain has to always be occupied with something sometimes i find that sometimes i don't necessarily like peace and quiet is it because everything's so fast paced these days as well? Everything's at your fingertips. Everything is even as far away as close together. I know we sort of covered off in the past, but you know, I think you know you can order an Uber or you can get um, food delivered so so easily now. Well, I, this is a whole other subject, and I, I need to drop off now. But I think it's because we can do anything and everything we want at any time. So, you know, back in the day, you had four channels. They finished broadcasting around 10 o'clock at night 11 o'clock at night and that was it now you can stream a whole series you can binge watch a whole series on netflix just like that you can download a whole artist's back catalog of albums just like that we we can do whatever we want whenever we want so if i can't sleep i don't try to sleep it's like okay let's have a look at the phone or let's let's you know let's do this You, you We've lost, I think, well, not everyone, because I know some people don't like necessarily having technology all the time, but we, we, I think we've lost the ability to just be alone with ourselves. Who's going to wrap up for Ollie? Well, I'll wrap up for Ollie. So <laughs> I guess in summary, do you think to, uh, AI is good or bad? Or that's what Undecided. Yeah, undecided. Yeah. I, I think, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's a good way of putting it. I think clearly it's got advantages, but what happens when AI starts? Yeah.